know the vibes welcome back to another week with the hoop genius podcast brought to you by nba 2k23 myself momutsi and alongside me as always the one and only mr bj armstrong real name mo no gimmicks baby no gimmicks no gimmicks we got a lot to talk about today. oh man the league is getting real real exciting even more exciting than it has been so we're gonna go straight into it you know sunday night we saw a great game between the warriors and the lakers uh, obviously no LeBron for the Lakers, but they still pulled out a win. Anthony Davis had a huge game. Shout out to him. But it got me thinking, BJ, and I want to get your expert opinion on this. Expert. It, it really made me think. Why are the Golden State Warriors so much better at home than they are on the road? Now, this is expected from a lot of teams, but a championship caliber team, let's just put it into context. The Warriors are 27 and 7 at home and 7 and 24 on the road. That means when they're at home, they're tied for the second most home wins in the NBA alongside the Milwaukee Bucks. But when they're on the road, they're tied for the third fewest road wins. They're tied with your Detroit Pistons. So, mm. you know, speaking of the Pistons, you see this a lot with young teams. You see this a lot with re rebuilding teams. You know, they're going to be good at home and then on the road, they're going to be shaky. But why is it that the Golden State Warriors, a team that is the reigning champions and trying to contend for the championship, why are they so much better when they're on the road? When they're at home, sorry. It's got me tripping. It's yeah, Why are they so much yeah. better at home? Well, the first thing, Mo, is everything, as you know, starts on the defensive end. By their own admission, they've been very inconsistent on the defensive end. Mm -hmm. Okay. Traditionally, your team, especially your bench, plays better at home than it does on the road. So these young players that they've been playing, that they've implemented into this year's team, talking about Kaminga and DiVincenzo and Moody and, and all of these guys, Lamb and all of these guys, they play better at home. That's the first thing. And then when they go to, on the road, it's a different brand of basketball. You go, well, well what does that mean? If you're going to be a good team, you have to play with much more discipline on the road than you do at home because you you feed off the energy of the home. They're feeling good. Mo's feeling good. He's <laughs> yeah, they're saying let's go, Mo. Mo, he's going to have some heat checks at home. But then when he goes on the road and they start booing him, you never know how a player is going to respond. Okay, and the other team now has that you know momentum. So. When you watch this team defensively, they've been, by their own admission and by their standards for sure, they've been very inconsistent. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're so bad on the road. Okay. Mm -hmm. They just can't stop anybody. And then when you start putting in these young players, you know, to, tonight, for instance, when they played um, the LA Lakers, you saw Andre Iguodala. He's starting now to ramp it up to try to give them some consistency on the defensive end even though he's not an offensive player, especially at this stage of his career. But defensively, they were much better. They had a chance to win that game against the Lakers here tonight. So yep. that's why you're seeing that. However, you know, they still have this hope that they can improve. And more importantly, they have experience on their side. It's not like they're going to panic, especially as well, long as those three, their big three is uh, intact. As a role player in the NBA, how long does it take you to get that comfortability with 
playing on the road because, you know, guys like Kaminga and Moody, they were on a team that went to the finals and won, picking up major wins on the road throughout their playoff run. So at what point does it click for a role player and they can start playing with that comfortability in road games rather than, you know, only really flourishing when they're at home? Because I thought DiVincenzo was fantastic tonight. He's like the perfect fit for this Warriors team. So maybe the younger guys, when will that click for them? Or is this just something that role players will experience throughout their entire career? Well, you know, more like when you come into this league, you know, I like to say, you know, there are like moments when you have a chance to become a professional, right? Sometimes players will be a professional from day one. You know, some guys will just, you know, like for instance, a Shane Battier, for instance, <laughs> you know, when he came into this league, he was just a pro on in the day one. Sometimes, you know, it takes a half a year, a year for some guys where it'll just click for him. You know, it'll, it'll, it'll just click, you know, like, you know, you, you know, one of your favorite players, Jason Tatum, you know, it just clicked. You just saw it early in, you know, you just, it, it just clicked for him really early. Some guys it'll take two, three, four years before it happens. You know, you take a, you know, you, you, you'll, you'll take a guy, you, you know, you know, like, you know, for instance, Emmanuel quickly, Mm-hmm. All of a sudden now, yeah, all of a sudden now you're you're seeing him beginning to be consistent and play. Julius Randle was another guy to me. Well, it just took him a few years, a couple of teams, and all of a sudden now he's playing otherworldly right now. I mean, the shots he's making now, you're seeing you go, wow, you know, I, I didn't know he was gonna be this. Sometimes Mo, it never happens for you. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't want to name those guys. Sometimes so you just never know. You know, you would hope Mo when did, you're when, sitting when there did it click watching. for you? You know, when you came into the league, when did it click for you that getting into routine for and playing me, a road game? Mo, it, it, it clicked for me. I remember the first big road trip I had. It was like a it was like a two-week road trip. And suddenly I realized on this road trip, if I had if I was gonna have a chance to play in this league and be a professional in this league, I was going to have to play and learn how to play on the road. It was like very obvious to me that how you play and how coaches coach on the road is different than how they, how players play and how coaches coach at home. Mm -hmm. You know, coaches tend to stick with their starters or the people that they trust for longer periods of time on the road at home. You, you know, there's a little, you know, the, the positive energy, even though as a as a player you don't really hear the crowd, you could feel the energy that's in the arena, and you tend to be a little bit more aggressive, in my opinion, on on the at home than you do on the road. Okay. As my career went on, I, after like three or four years, I actually like to play on the road better than at home. I like hearing yeah. the other team; their crowd goes silent. And not, not, yes, better yes. than your home fans cheering. You want to yeah, hear the yeah, opposition yeah, yeah. Exactly. So after really after about two or three years, I about two or three years, I really began to enjoy playing on the road because it was it was much more mentally challenging for me. You know, the game was more strategic on the road. You have to play with a lot more discipline on the road. You know, the thing that allows you to play well on the road is when you're making shots. Mm-hmm. But also what allows you to stay in a game on the road is playing great defense. And I love the art of mastering or managing time and score. Like 
if there's one thing that I love more than anything in the game, it's the game within the game when you're managing time and score. You, you don't have to score to manage the game. And as a guard, I love to do that because that gave you a chance to win. And then if you're if your team is making shots, then, you know, more times than not, you're going to win that game. So that was always fun for me. And it's fun for me to watch other players who who do the same and master, the, you know, master that art as well. So my question to you is, do you think the Warriors will be able to snap out of this when the playoff hits? Because we all know you have to be able to win on the road to win a playoff series. So do you believe, because they're not looking like they're going to have home court advantage. Do you believe that this is just a regular season thing? Or is this something that could trouble them as we progress into the postseason if they make it there? We're normally, you know, normally, Mo, they're about, you know, when I look at the game and I, I just can't help it. Like, I, I I try, Mo, to be a fan. I, I really do. But I can't help myself with look at the strategy of the game. Okay, so let's just let's just pick one of the most highly used or a high usage play in the NBA, which is the screen roll. All right, the screen roll, there's, there's five ways that you can defend the screen roll. Okay, you can switch it. You can blue it, push it down, you know, ice it, as teams call it. You can jam it, meaning you jam the, the, the screener and the guy goes under and collects him on the other side. Okay, you can, you, you know, you can go to, you can go, you know, two man removed, two man removed, or, you know, you go under both guys. Yep. You can, you can trap it. Trap it. Yep. Okay. Okay. And when I say two man renew, you can also Mo. you can show and recover. Okay. Yep. So there's like five, there's like five ways, right. That you can do it. Okay. Yep. So we just, we went over like five or six, but there's five traditional ways. Okay. I, when you have those ways to just do screen roll, just think about that Mo. Every time you see a screen roll, you have to make in your mind or figure out how you're going to screen this role and the personnel. So how you're going to guard screen role with Drew Holiday and Giannis may be different than Sabonis and Fox, which may be different than, you know, let's say, you know, yeah, Anthony like a, Edwards a, and Carl Anthony Towns. A, a very extreme example is if you're guarding a Steph Curry screen role and he's got the ball in his hands, okay. you're going to yeah, guard yeah, that yeah, very yeah. differently to a Russell Westbrook who's not going to be pulling up from the logo. Okay, so now based on your personnel, Mo, you got to figure out what your team can and can't do. Okay, that's key. The Warriors know what to do. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind that Draymond, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson know what to do. Kavon Looney, he knows what to do. What I don't know is on a consistent basis what the other guys are going to do. Mm-hmm. And that's been their problem. So consistently, we don't know what this team can do day in and day out. But so what it's we do not know, a road and home thing, then it's just the consistency and having everyone healthy the, and getting the reps. Well, it's not even getting getting everyone healthy. Every year is different. Every year is different. So, so for instance, if you watch the Warriors, if you watch the Warriors, this is why I'm a huge fan of, of Steph Curry. If you watch the Warriors, the Warriors switch for the most part. Mm-hmm. They play Draymond Green, which is small ball, which allows them to switch and defend everything on the perimeter, which is a huge bonus for them. However, teams have started doing something against Steph Curry. So if you watch Steph Curry, he jams, meaning he never or very rarely does he switch on a screen roll. Why? No. 
because they know that the other teams are going to target him. Now, Draymond Green is capable of orchestrating that because what Draymond does exceptionally well is he can anchor a defense, even though he's not a rim protector. So if you watch them over the last two or three games, like you watched them today, they chose to put Draymond on Vanderbilt and and Draymond just roamed around. Because Vanderbilt's not a shooting threat. Just like he did the other night versus Russell Westbrook, which was mm-hmm. something totally new that they implemented over the last two games. But if you watch Steph Curry with the with what the 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 counter to that was beautiful was they always put Vanderbilt in their dunker spot so that if Draymond did help, Vanderbilt was always Open in position. Dunk. There you go. So when you see these things, you go, man, you know, we don't talk about them. But to me, that's what makes the game get because you see these coaches, even though they don't get credit, they make these adjustments because Russell Westbrook as a point guard or lead guard in the case for the Clippers, he's not able, capable of getting in the dunker spot. So it worked beautifully versus the Clippers. But then tonight you could, you could see the problems that can, that, that it can, that can happen. So a lot of it depends on the matchups. A lot of it depends on the matchups. As I tell you all the time, the playoffs is all, it's all about matchups. It's not about just saying who can defend who it's all about matchups. That's well, what the game is about. Speaking of matchups, PJ, I want to have a little bit of fun today on the show because, you know, we watched the Suns versus the Mavs, Kyrie and Katie going up against each other for the first time. And at the end Beautiful of the game, game, it got a little Beautiful bit heated game. with Luka Doncic and Devin Booker. Obviously, there is a big rivalry. It might be the biggest rivalry in the NBA right now, the Mavericks versus the Suns because of what they did in the playoffs last season with the Suns being completely and utterly humiliated. Now that Kevin Durant has joined Phoenix, Devin Booker has a thing or two to say, but we're not going to go into that right now. I want to know from you, right, if we could pick the playoff matchups, who you'd want to see going up against who. So obviously in the first round, let's start in the East, and we take the top four teams, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Sixers, and the Cavs. Who would you want to see the Bucks face in the first round? Out of the remaining the teams, face. not the top four, but I want to see. And uh, is Miami in the top four right now? Is no, Miami, no, no, no. Okay, yeah, I would. I want to see the Bucks in Miami. I think that would be a good. You know, I the Miami Heat. By the way, I kind of like the addition of of uh, Kevin Love. Kevin Love, yeah. I like the addition. Yeah, we, we went in deep on the Miami Heat last uh, week for them. I think the Bucks and the Miami Heat is good. Reason being is because there's some history there. Yep. Okay. There's some history. We there. all know that they they were the speed bump yards couldn't get over. And then the year they won a title, they had a series where they swept them and Bryn Forbes outscored Jimmy Butler, which was pretty funny. And I and I love Eric Spolstra's game plan and what he does in the playoffs. And Bam I just think he put together as well is, is yeah, a great I, tough I, I, test. Yeah, and now that they have Kevin Love playing the center position, I think it would be interesting because you now you have a stretch five for the Heat and Kevin Love. You had a stretch five, we know, for yep. for for uh, Miami. So I think it would be a good matchup. I think it will be fun, well-coached on both sides, great players, and um, I think that would be a great matchup. Uh, I agree. That's who I had on my list. I want to see the Bucks and the Heat in the first round. What about the Celtics? Because there's a team that I wouldn't want them to face because they have a lot of trouble playing against them. For Ooh, context, you guys. No, we'll talk about playoffs. Come back in five years, we'll talk about the Pistons. <laughs> talking about, well, I'll give you guys context. Right now, it's 3 a.m. in the UK, we're recording this because I've got so tired of watching the Celtics 
playing horribly against the Knicks. But I think the fans would want to see the Celtics-Knicks in the first round. What do you think of that matchup? You know, that would be interesting because of the history, you know, of New York, Boston, first of all. And you got to give the Knicks credit. You got to give the Knicks credit. I mean, the Knicks are playing, they are playing terrific, terrific basketball. And by the way, you know, this kid, Brunson, Jalen Brunson has been great. But Julius Randle is simply playing out of this world right now. He is playing lights out. So give them credit. They're playing a great brand of basketball. They're playing together. They're playing for each other. They're moving the ball. They're defending. They have everything going right now. Hey, and when you're making shots, Mo, it's about yeah, to turn to nine. Yeah, you, when you when you when you're making shots, Mo, everything is going good. So give them credit. I think that would be a bad matchup for your Celtics if that was yep. the first round. I would hate highly it. contested. Yeah, highly contested. And I think the Knicks feel that they can beat them. You know, I think they feel they can beat them, and you know, um, they're winning right now against your. Yeah, yeah, let's let's not do that. So so next up is the Sixers. (laughs) Who do you want to see the Sixers take on in the first round? On my list, I want to see them against the Nets. I really like the Nets. I really like Bridges. Um, They've obviously got a very new look team, but I would love the James Harden getting revenge against Brooklyn. I would love to. You know who I would love to see them play is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, well, the Cavs are fourth right now. So so I've got the Cavs on the list as well. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'll put the Cavs down. I would like to see the. I'll, I'll put the Cavs down. I want to see the Cavs Hawks in the first round just so they can sweep them and, and eliminate yeah, I, them. I mean, get yeah, revenge I, I, I think the Cav, Cavs Sixers to me would be the worst possible thing for the, for the Sixers. Yep. That should be their motivation to win. I, they yep. don't want it because the, the Cavs, they're just good enough to write in the right matchup for them because of their, they, I mean, they have four, in my opinion, they got four all-stars in their starting lineup. Yeah. Mobley is going to be an all-star at some point here. I think he's the best player on their team. The Spider was an all-star this year, and Jared Allen and uh, Darius Garland were all-stars last year. That's, that's, that's it. So so I've got them, the Cavs and the Hawks and the Sixers and the Nets. So then, assuming the top four teams will win, you've got the Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, and Cavs. I'd like to see a Bucks-Cavs series in the second round and the Celtics Sixers series I, in the second I, the, round. The Cavs make me the Cavs make me nervous. They, I know. That's why I want to see it. They, and I want to see yeah, the Celtics and the Sixers home again in the second round and then a Celtics Bucks final in the East. But over in the West, BJ, who would you want to see the Nuggets going up against? We've got the Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings and Suns as the top four. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to say this right now. Okay. I'm going to say this right now. Okay. The worst scenario for the Nuggets is the better than currently the number. No, is the LA Clippers. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even have them on my list. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. Yeah. The, the 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 Clippers. You know, I, I'm just I. You know, I I I want at the beginning of the season, I like others said, "Wow, on paper they got the best team in the league." Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you start putting. Giving them that responsibility, they seem like they find a way to just fall. They are the Clippers. But I would tell you, you put them at the AC and no one's looking, and then you just kind of forget about them. You go, Clippers, Denver. Denver should win this series, and we're going to say, why? The Clippers can just sweep them. You know, because Kawhi, listen, I'm going to say this. 
Kawhi Leonard is a champion. Yep. He's a champion. Okay. And I'm never going to underestimate the heart of a champion and what he can do. Kawhi Leonard is very capable at any given moment. He could he could carry he could carry a, a franchise all by mm -hmm. himself, especially he, he now yeah. that the, he's done it before. So we could be looking at all the other series, and then suddenly Kawhi Leonard could come into the arena. Jokic could be named MVP, and then the guy on the other side is going. I'm the best player left playing right now. Like like what and, uh, Hakeem did to uh, David Robinson, the David, David Robinson won MVP, and Hakeem a just absolutely him in the playoffs. And, and and Kawhi Leonard is very very capable, and that makes me nervous. If I'm Denver, yep, I don't want to play the LA Clippers because the Clippers are deep. They got a, they got a lot of players over there. You know what I mean? They yep. haven't figured it out, but they're just good enough to say. You know, you start making shots, Mo. Anything's possible. And Kawhi yeah. Leonard, you know what I mean. When the game slows down, he gets better. Yeah, and I mean, you get time to rest in between games. Now, I just think that's a scare for anyone who plays them in the first round. I think it's scary. It's, I know. And it, it's, he would have beat what? Did they beat? Um, what year did he get hurt? Was that two years ago? Now that he got hurt in the playoffs. Last year. Um, was it last year or was it the year before? The time, the pandemic just blended my brain. But yeah, it was the year yeah, that they yeah. got to the conference finals. Uh, finals. Yeah. And, then and he, they beat and the then Jazz he, and then they, they got to the, the Suns and the Suns. Yeah. yeah. He, 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 so whoever plays the Clippers, because they're probably going to finish, well, I don't know, seventh or eighth. I think that's a disaster for whoever finishes one yeah. or two. Well, I, I like that matchup. I have Pelicans down mainly because I want Zion to get healthy and I just want them to get the experience in the playoffs. But what about the Memphis Grizzlies? Who do you want to see them? I think there's a team that everyone wants to see them take on in the first round. Well, it, you, you know, it's well documented now. You know, the, you know they, they got some injuries now. What's the one kid he just... With his Achilles, Brandon Clark uh, is out now. It's Brandon Clark, man, please get help. I, I, he's Brandon he's one of my favorite guys. You know, yeah, he's, he's one, one of my favorite, favorite role players. players. Yeah, I think he's amazing. I, I, so get well soon. Um, you know, of course, you know we know what's going on with Ja right now. Yeah, the one kid, Dylan Brooks is. Yeah, Dylan Brooks is. I think suspended, suspended for a game for, for too technical. many technicals. Yeah, and then and we have outfits. Uh, and then uh, what's the name is missing because of uh, an injury, I believe, the center. Um, Steven Adams. Steven Adams, I think, is out. So I'm not sure what to think of this team right now. I I, I mean, I, I fun, know what I think. I want to see them but, play the Warriors in the first round, and I want Golden State to win. Yeah, I'm just going to yeah, say I, it. Yeah, I don't think – and I think Golden State's better than them. Yeah. I think Golden State is better than them. So uh, there's a lot of talk and trash talk, but – Golden State so even without yeah, them. Cool. Me. <laughs> yeah, I think Golden now, State's better than them. Now, currently the third seed is the Sacramento Kings, much to the surprise of many people. I need the Sacramento Kings to play the Lakers in the first round so that they can get revenge for 2002. I need the Kings and the Lakers, and I need the Kings to win. You know who I don't want the Kings to play is Dallas in the first round. Ooh. I don't want that. Well, I need, just skipping right past the Kings, the fourth seed Suns, the Suns and Dallas in the first round. We saw how good they were against. Each I want other. the Suns. I want the Suns to play Golden State in the first round. Ooh, because I, 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 I you know why? Yeah, yeah. I want to see six guys who are all similar in the same age. You know what I mean? The big three for the Warriors, and now they have a big three 
there in, in I guess in if you include Chris Paul, but Devin Booker's yeah, bigger yeah. number as well, though. But yeah. Yeah, but you know, but but I, I just think I want to see the storyline there. KD going back playing in the playoffs. Yeah. In Golden State. Yeah. I want to see him playing and I want to see him playing for something. And I want to see how they defend Kevin Durant. I want to see. Like I want to see yeah, these yeah. guys. I, I hear you, yeah, but I, yeah. I want that in the second round when the stakes are even higher. I want the Suns, Mavs in the first round, so that Kyrie and KD can go ahead to add Luca and Devin Booker, yeah, and I want yeah, the Kings, yeah. Lakers. I want the Grizzlies, Warriors, I want the Nuggets and the, the Clippers now, or the Pelicans. Yeah, and then yeah, in the second yeah. round, give me the Nuggets against the Kings, and then give me the Suns versus the Warriors. I want to see it. I want to see it. That's yeah. That's yeah, who I want to see. I, you guys. You guys at home, let us know. Get in the Discord. The Discord is linked in the description of the podcast. Get us involved. But BJ, the listeners, they were enjoying the uh, start bench trade we did last week. So I'm back with okay. another one. All right, who we got? Uh, before who we got before, this, before who I we give you this one, i got to give you another one. That You know, when, when KD joined the uh, Phoenix Suns, they did some media introductions and stuff. And the Phoenix Suns social team asked Kevin Durant, start bench trade, but it wasn't about basketball. And I'm going to give you this one as well. Just real quick, start Ben's trade, breakfast foods, pancakes, waffles, and French toast. They're all the same. Oh, come on. They're the not same the same. batter for waffles and the they're, same batter for pancakes. The they're exactly the same. They're not okay. The same. Okay. They're not so, the same. Okay. So, all right. So, my go to, my go to are a pancake. That's, that's my go to. So, starting pancakes. Yeah, that's my go-to. <laughs> yeah, that's my go-to. Now, uh, I'm going to bench French toast because you know it, it, you got to have the right bread. Yeah, the French. It's, it's got to be a brioche okay. loaf. Okay, and and my wife, my beautiful wife, turned me on to this. She makes French toast on croissants, and now I can never go back. It's unreal. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's such a go-to. No, no, she turned so so we were her and I we, we're, we're talking about you know language. me Mo. Yeah. yeah 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 we're we're food people you know me but we we are like like food food people right yeah so we like French toast but you know if you get French toast and the bread's not right yeah if it's you know, soggy if it's not soggy, done well yeah, it's not sweet yeah, enough yeah, yeah. yeah but my wife turned me on to French toast on a croissant. Oh, now we talking. No, Mo, Mo, when you come back to the house, you got to have it. Okay. She does it, and Mo, it's it, it when, when I tell you, now that's in the starting lineup. That's in the all-star oh, starting lineup. So, so is that oh, replacing yeah, yeah, yeah. pancakes? No, no, no. Pancakes <laughs> is the go-to. Pancakes <laughs> is my go-to. That's a, hey, hey, Mo, as I like to say, the main thing has to be the main thing. The pancakes are the 82 game. Okay. I got to play the 82. Okay. Okay, I got to play the 82. And then okay. coming off is, is waffle, because, you know, I can take the batter and Put it in a waffle maker and boom. But Mo, you know, and then I gotta put the French toast, Mo. You can't do French toast all the time like this. But I try this, ladies and gentlemen. Do the French toast on the croissant. <laughs> and it's <laughs> unreal. That's a gem. Mo, it's a, That's a gem. Oh, Mo, it's a, it's a, you know, a maybe I'm just late to it, but it's my mm. it, Mo. It's our go-to. Mm. It's my go-to now. Like, Mo, I I I and you know, my favorite thing to do on Sunday, Mo, is the workout. And mm-hmm. do all my stuff. And then she goes, okay, what time are you going to finish? And I go, eh, you know, on 9, 30, 10. She goes, okay. 
and we know what the treats are. Hey, Mo, uh, we know what the treats are. Oh, <laughs> and the my. croissant. Oh, Mo, it's the best. Mo, oh, you got it. You, you got it. Oh, Mo, it's it's so. And she turned me on to it, and it's great. So that's my starter: is pancakes, waffle, French toast. But Mo, okay. If it's a Sunday. If it's a Sunday morning tip off, mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm, I'm going. I'm going French see, toast see, all day. I'm going. I, I'm going with the waffle in the style lineup. Oh, okay. That's because I, the I, waffle that. offers versatility. The reason being, you can have chicken and waffles on a savory yes. one, or you can yes. have waffles with whatever toppings you put on a pancake. You can put them on a waffle too. And also, if you get a Belgian waffle, you know the Belgian waffle with like the crystallized sugar that just clears any other type of breakfast food, dessert, whatever you want to call it. That's my style. And then I got the French <laughs> toast coming off the bench, and then oh, okay. I'm trading away pancakes. I've had some bad okay. pancakes in my time. I like to uh, use pancakes yeah. as a barometer. You know, you got to you got to show you at the crib in the morning, thinking about a little breakfast. Yeah, maybe some pancakes. And oh, yeah. um, unfortunately for the young ladies of England, um, I've had some very bad pancakes in my time. They talk oh, yeah. a big we game, but, but I've had some bad pancakes. So that's that's getting traded. But anyway, back to the basketball, BJ. Today's start bench trade. We're going for the point guard. Category right okay. here. Seeing as okay. you are the point guard guru. Start bench trade. Damian Lillard. Okay. Trey Young. And De'Aaron Fox. Because Fox is having this a real nice season. This year. This year. Without question. And Trey Young is the young upcoming star. Without question this year is De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox. Start, you're starting is, De'Aaron Fox. I'm starting De'Aaron. De'Aaron Fox is Deion Fox is an all NBA player this year. Okay. De'Aaron Fox is starting. Damian Lillard is coming off. And this year, you know, Trey Young is, you know, in, in, the, in that order. That's De'Aaron Fox. That, that, that was an easy one in this year, you know, just based on performance. But, you know, all the three of those guys are clearly, you know, they weren't all-star. I think De'Aaron Fox was an all-star this year, right? First time being all-star. Mm. I think Trey Young has been an all-star a couple times. Then, of course, Damian Lillard. I mean, guy had 71 points this year. So, um, tell, this tell year, though, I would De'Aaron Fox. Well, well, you know, winning matters to me. Mm-hmm. Winning is something here that – and what De'Aaron Fox has done for this team this year – and the way he's played, not just individually with numbers, but what he's done and his impact on winning, I think has been fantastic. I mean, the guy, he's just like clutch in the fourth quarter. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the guy just, he's been, um, he's been simply amazing. You know, Dame has been doing this for a long time, right? If mm-hmm. you said body of work, I'm going to put Dame Lillard just oh, on easy, body of work. Easy, you easy. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I'm talking right so, now. I'm talking like, like how right now, last week right now, and those yeah, guys. They, I mean, and, and, and right now, Atlanta is struggling, right? They just fired the coach. Yeah. Um, The Atlanta Hawks, they, they are underachieving based yep. on their talent. I, you know, so to me, that was a very easy question because winning matters to me. I always want to focus in on that. But, you know, right now, De'Aaron Fox, he's playing as well as any lead guard in the entire NBA. So you're so starting if you said Fox. this year. You're starting Fox. Bring it off. Bring it off. Dame. Dame off the bench yeah. and trading away Trey Young. So yeah. the only thing I would say is I, I, I agree with you about the winning Maz. However, I do feel like Fox is an advantage because he's got a better team around him than Damian Lillard. 
I feel like if you put Damian Lillard with a better crop of players, you're going to get more of a winning roster just to play the devil's advocate here. And especially we talk about his 71 point performance. We talk about everything he does. You could very easily make a case for starting Dame. But right now, man, it's hard to disagree with it. However, I'd put it tactically that I'd start Dame and then imagine De'Aaron Fox coming off the bench. Who in the world is keeping up with that man? When he's coming in the game with a fresh set of legs, right now he's in the starting lineup and they can't keep up with him. Imagine bringing him off the bench and defense is trying to contain him. It would be horrendous to try and stop that man. But yeah, he's 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 been I'm, I'm here for it. I think it's pretty clear cut that that Trey Young is going to be the one who's getting traded from this group of players. I mean, Dame's not a good defender, but I think Trey Young is just a worse defender on a whole different level. Um, and, and he doesn't seem to be having the same effect on his team as those two other guys. Yeah, you, you know, listen, those are any coach, any executive, if you said those guys were looking at you in the draft, no one's no one's arguing with <laughs> Trey Young's averaging 27 a night and leading the league in assists. So to me, this is these are just fun exercises. Yeah. But this year right now, hey, if, if you said, hey, BJ, out of the draft, if you're going to get at the very least 27 and 12, or whatever, <laughs> you're going, oh, <laughs> you're going, okay, I'll take that. Yep. You know what I mean? All like, day long. So again, uh, we'll take that all day long. You know, let us I mean? that's know the, though. That's the that's the third guard. Yeah, that's the let, third. Let guard us know though. Get. The Discord link is in the description of the show. So let us know what you would do, and give us some more suggestions for more star bench trades. We're going to be back every day this week with more from the Hoop Genius podcast. So make sure you hit the notification bell and subscribe so that you never miss a single episode. This is the place to be for the rest of the NBA season and beyond. So make sure you subscribe and leave a like and tell your friends and all that good stuff. And we will be back for more. So you know what you got to do? You got to try the French toast with the croissant. And most importantly, get buckets.